Hey, what's good, people? It's your man, Animal Brown, checking in. Uh, never a good sign when you hear my voice at the beginning of an episode with no beat or nothing. Uh, Lou and I recorded the show on Monday night. Woke up to the unfortunate news of takeoff, one-third of the Migos being shot and killed in Houston. Man, terrible, terrible, random situation. Um, seems like we do more and more of these um, every so often. You hate to see it. Um, especially from somebody like Takeoff, who was out the way, like how he was, man. Very random, um, very senseless. Um, more details will come about, man, by the time we record the next episode. So we'll go more in detail at that time. But um, rest in peace to Takeoff. Condolences to friends, family, and fans. He was 28 years old, man. Crazy. Another week in the books with the On Deck TV pod show. <laughs> I am Spike Lou. Man, I'll let your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social media. Absolutely. And I am Spike Lou on those same social sites. Holler at your boy, boy. How you feeling out there, AB? Feeling good, feeling great. Leaves changing colors. Full um, fall effect. I got the jacket on. You that's got what I'm saying. On. It's, it's fall. Fall is here. Autumn is has made it. Halloween shit. You ain't dressed up for Halloween. You ain't gonna no party. I was just that? about to throw that joke on you and ask you, did you go trick or treating? <laughs> I've never been trick or treating in my life. If it was anybody but you, I wouldn't believe it. But I could see that. <laughs> I definitely could see that from you. We used to make a killing trick or well, not make a killing, but well, we used to have a big trash bags full of candy. <laughs> Walking around out south, man, that shit was fire. A group in the jungle, there wasn't no trick or treating out north. Get the fuck out of here, because niggas didn't have no candy. (laughs) Poor ass neighbors, (laughs) poor ass neighbors didn't have no candy. We was racking up outside, walking to Belmont and all this shit. But those are the good old days, man. Do kids still trick or treat? I heard something like trunk or treat now. Like you just put. Yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah, I've seen that too. But I think they still do it. Some kids walk around my neighborhood. It's crazy how much of a different time we grew up in with trick-or-treating is dangerous. Now, I, don't, I don't know if it was dangerous when we grew up, but maybe it was over my head. Possibly so. It was dangerous in my neck of the woods, you feel me? It was <laughs> not at all. <laughs> what are we talking about this week? <laughs> hey, man, action-packed episode, man. We debate who the funniest rapper is. Um, it was named, but we're going to tell you if this is a fact or not. Mm-hmm. Also, Benny has high expectations for his Def Jam debut. And Dame gives his top three Rockefeller albums, man. We'll give you ours. And of course, we back to the B-sides, man. Much requested. We're going Tupac, the one and only Machiavelli. Um, we got five B-sides yeah, sure. apiece um, that we'll go over. But first things first, there is a brand new list 
hip-hop's richest cash kings is what it used to be called when it was through Forbes. Now, the writer of that article, Zach O'Malley Greenberg, he left Forbes, got his own thing going on, so he it's gave on. his own top five wealthiest artists. I'm going to give you the five and tell me if you think um what stood out the most, man. Jay-Z, number one at $1.5 billion. Mm-hmm. Puff, for the first time, $1 billion. Mm-hmm. He hit the billionaire mark. Mm-hmm. Kanye at 500 M's. New entry burner mm. at 410 million, and then Dr. Dre rounds out the top five at 400 million. My question bigger surprise burner this high on the list at 410 million, or the fact that Puff just hit billionaire status? It's burner. Um, even though I'm not surprised because the cookies brand is yes, pop significant, however, I just didn't know that he had that big of a stake in the uh, cannabis industry. I didn't know that 410 million was what he was bringing in because it's not our music. Let's be very clear. No, no, I ain't no. a knock on anything. It's just not. Um, no. However, I respect it. Like he has his own similar to currency, similar to people that have their own lane. He does put out music and it comes out pretty frequently. He always has um, A-list features and guests. Sure. Of course, we can see he can afford it now. But I think this is dope. And it goes continuously to what we're talking about with people making this money outside of the booth and how important it is. Like most everyday rap fans couldn't tell you who Burners is. But nope. they've probably seen a Cookies t-shirt, the Cookies pair of um, merch, paraphernalia, whatever you would call it, they've seen that, especially with how cannabis has blown up. So that was the biggest surprise to me, man. What say you, AB? Yeah, man, Burner without question, although I've been up on him for a couple of years. Um, he gives really good interviews as it relates to business and kind of what he's been through and what he's seen. Um, so if, if you're ever in a good kind of rags to riches mood, check out a Burner interview, man. Like He got some crazy stories, man, dealing selling weed to like the like mob niggas and shit like a nigga almost getting killed like in deals and shit like he got some crazy ass cartel stories dude that he be telling they're very entertaining but um yeah kudos to him 410 million more than dr dre yeah who had that on their bucket list thought that i mean on a uh, bingo card for 2022 dude Uh, I'll, i'll say this though and this is gonna sound ridiculous Dre falling, air quote, to number five with 400 million is surprising considering we thought he was a billionaire with the damn Apple deal. Like, what happened? I thought, I was gonna say, I thought it was a story went out that they pulled that Beats deal back for some reason. He he lost, he got not not necessarily fined, but no, it wasn't the Beats, it was the um Apple. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I'm sorry, the Beats. Apple bought the Beats and it was 800 million and then taxes. Uncle yeah. Sam came through. Let me get that. Come on with it. Ate a lot of that up. And then he had to, uh, him and Jimmy Iovine donated a bunch of money to um, USC. And then uh, he bought a crib for $40 million. He bought Tom Brady crib. So, and, then, you had, and then the divorce. Tom Brady crib was in Cali. It yeah. Was in Florida. Hmm. It was in Cali. I guess you can spend it if you got it, man. Go to that clip you was talking about where how people with creative spend their money versus workers spending their money. How yep. much you earn it versus Dre know he can get that shit back with one C one uh project. You know what's interesting to me as well, uh, as we wrap this topic, the fact that burners this high on the list shows that the industry that cannabis is definitely the way to go. 
but I'm surprised you don't see more rappers working with him versus trying to launch their own strain. Like mm. if I see this nigga didn't made 400 million doing this and I'd have made, let's say a hundred million from rapping and I'm cold at that. Like I would definitely try to get in business with him versus trying to launch my own strain and work that motherfucker up to where he is. Yeah. What do you think? No, I think people, first of all, they didn't know, they know now, um, <laughs> now that this list on came out, but I think, I think people be trying to work with him, bro. Like I, oh, I know really? run the jewels, I've seen him with a couple of people, you're right. However, I've seen a lot of marijuana strain brands coming up. It's like, they look kind of like B-rate, value-rate, what we call it. Uh, Great value. Walmart brand. Great value brand. Yeah. It feels like if they worked with cookies and did some partnership type shit, it would take off and make them more. Rick Ross got a couple of strains. He got one called Collins Ave. He got one called Lemon Pepper, of course. Plenty of niggas got straight. Jay Z got weed. No, but I'm saying that's through cookies, though. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Gary Payton got a, a license brand through cookies, too. What? <laughs> Tough. What's it called? Glove? What's glove? it? Glove? Tough. You got to call it that. <laughs> you got to call it that. All right, man. Recently, a list came out of the funniest rappers in hip hops. There was a whole little complex thing. My man who did the uh, Queen shit, Bada Bing. Mm-hmm. He was doing it on Complex, and he named the funniest rappers in his list. 50 Cent beat out Freddie Gibbs and Tyler, the creators, amongst others, in a tournament bracket-style list. wonder where they got that from. Mm. Adam Brown, who is the funniest rapper to you if it's not 50 Cent? I got to ask, are we counting DJ Khaled? Mm. Are we counting him? Yeah, DJ Khaled. Because Khaled is funny, dude. Khaled's funny. He... Cause he takes himself entirely too seriously, but ever since he was on, uh, not TikTok. What's the shit before TikTok? Um, Vine, Vine. Nah, not Vine. The one after Vine, nigga. The one. Oh, Snapchat, Snapchat. Man, ever since he got lost on the jet ski and on Snapchat, that was hilarious. That shit was too funny. He's been funny as hell ever since. Some could argue borderline annoying. Yeah. But I would say DJ Khaled. If we're talking like outside the booth. Because there's entertaining, funny rappers on the mic. Like Action Bronson is funny on me on songs. He's Cameron funny as hell to me. Funny on songs. Uh, but in real life, it's either Khaled, and then on social media, it's Fifty. Fuck it. I'm just mm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go social media, real life, on songs. Those are my three. On songs for me is Cameron. Easily mm. the best on on album comedian performer. Real life for me has to be uh rick ross strong <laughs> output as of late really strong output. he's been turning it up as he of has late. turned it up and then the second career post rap and, and just being a personality nailing it that's true and social media was that the other one you said yeah i gotta go boosie oh uh, just just i mean it speaks for itself like <laughs> that's true but yeah. i think dj Khaled picked up well, we what used to annoy us a lot about Rick Ross, but he's kind of grown into it, and that's like the being so ser- taking yourself so serious, never coming out of character. Rick Ross knows how to do that well now. Like it's, it's perfect now. It used to be a little too much, but now it's he's found the perfect mix of it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, first of all, all of these people are funny. Let's be clear. Yes. And Ross is a good one because he's been on a roll lately, and he uses his biggest prop, which is his house. His house, yeah. As the, as as the butter of a lot of his jokes, 
And that shit be funny as hell. He's loosened up, lightened up lately. Yes. I remember when he first came out, he was in character 25-8. And it was like, bruh, now though, this thing is a comedian. He needs his own show. And I can argue Cam is still funny outside. He's still funny on social media too. Let's be clear. Yeah, Cam is still funny. Cam going in on Ben Simmons the other day was hilarious. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, and he was dead ass, dude. God damn, that was funny. Cameron, he was funny. He up there. Freddie Gibbs uh, is too. But all, that's true. All everything social. added in. Freddie Gibbs is pretty funny on social media. They had a post. I seen him last week where, uh, man, it was funny. They had his picture for a underprivileged kid. Like, yeah. that was, did you see that? that like, did. he was a Somalian kid with the flies on his face and shit. That's funny. But it was like funny. a real pamphlet. That was hilarious. And he was hot about it. They be wearing him out because they be saying he like Don Cheadle. But he be leaning into it though. Like, you know, that, that's he what does makes look him like Cheadle, number one. Unlike everything else he does with the rappers, he doesn't take online as serious, and that makes him funny. 100 yeah. percent He leans into that. He leaned into the Somalian kid joke. He was like, Oh, I gotta call the Suez people. That yeah, was cool. he, you could argue he don't take Jim Jones and them serious enough. Definitely don't take Jimmy or Benny as serious as that. That's why he need to stop joking too. Yeah, stop playing with niggas that ain't playing. <laughs> That's one word of advice to that nigga. Speaking of Benny. Yeah, man. Speaking of Benny, you know, he is uh, gearing up for his Def Jam project that is supposedly on the way. If you remember, he signed with them earlier this year through Snoop, who made that happen. Um, he is pouring the gas on his album, said that it will be Diesel. the best Def Jam album since DMX's debut is Dark and Hell is Hot in 1998. Mm. Fact or fiction? Is this any way possible that he can drop the best Dev Jam album since then? Blueprint, two thousand and one, September eleventh was definitely on Def Jam. So that was the first thing that I thought about. And maybe he knows something that we don't, man. Maybe he got a big Joker up his sleeve and he's ready to break the table domino style like Doughboy did in Boys in the Hood. Maybe that's <laughs> what he's going to do. However, I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it, Benny. You're a hell of a rapper. Your previous projects have been great. I even gave him a classic rating on yeah, one that burden of proof was five reels. Huh? That burden of proof was ridiculous. Yeah. That album Absolutely. is stupid. But I don't think he can even do better than that. He need to start it doing better than that burden of proof. And then we can start talking about better than Blueprint, a DMX, or some of the great Def Jam projects that came out. But you always say this on here. It's getting around that time for the album. This is how you promote it. I got the best project in the world. Wait till you hear it. Yeah, and, and that's always a red flag. Oh, I don't know if this has ever worked. <laughs> scary how it was right there. <laughs> Who just did this? David Banner has done this. Oh my God. Everybody, bro. EOB has done this. See what I'm saying? Like, like I want people to stop doing <laughs> Stop gassing your album saying it's the best. It's your best work. It's the best work. Please stop. He dropped earlier this year on Def Jam, uh, that Tana Talk 4, which nobody talked about after it came out. That was quiet. came and went. Um, that didn't really stick the same way that Burden Approved did in 2020, which was fantastic. But talking about Def Jam releases, J- just Jay alone, Blueprint, Black Album, American Gangster, Kanye, College Dropout, Graduation, GZ, TM101, Scarface, The Fix. Like, bro, like, them some big shoes to fill, bro. <laughs> like, just, just say my album is fire. 
Dev Jam, let me do me. If you like my last joint, you're going to love this one. Just do, do do something like that. Yeah, I, you don't have to say it's the going. best, it's the greatest. Don't crown it. Let us do that. Like you said, I think we might have called that 2020 joint a classic, bro, because it was mm-hmm. that dope. And it makes me want to revisit it. Just even yeah. talking about it, it was very strong. We didn't know if he was going to be able to take that niche Griselda sound crossover without crossing over. And he was we able to pull out. that off with that album, though. We found out he hasn't. Well, it's he was able to pull that off of that album, though. Nah, with that burden crossed pool. over, though. Like they well, all. I mean, but 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 they weren't all soul sample loops, nigga, with no beat <laughs> behind it. But no, they weren't. But what I mean by crossover is like what we talking about: NBA commercials, NFL commercials, oh, yeah, no. features, pop features, like that. That was in the landscape for him. If he was able to convert that sound, like, he was that popular. But well, yeah, for sure. It may, it might, it may still be able to happen, but I doubt it. I don't want, I don't need pop features. You don't need the pop that, that features. That burden of proof was twelve songs. That's the sweet spot. <laughs> a handful of features. Hit boy did damn near the whole thing. Like did like we're staying in that lane right there, dude. That's perfect. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. I don't need him in Doja Cat. I don't need it. It's definitely coming. Him and him and I'm talking about really Meg. Definitely him and like Glorilla or something. That's pop. Oh my god, what the Glorilla and Benny song? It's <laughs> coming, what? man. The Glorilla and Benny. Wait no, for it. I'm telling you. Torque on the car with his ratchet ass Buffalo friends, nigga. Like, I don't want to hear that nuts shit. right there, even throw together. Before <laughs> we get out of here and go to the Tupac B sides, man. Hail Mary. Dame Dash. Dame Dash was recently being interviewed and he gave his top. Three Rockefeller albums, and they mm-hmm. go as follows. Animal Brown, I want you to tell me what you think. Yeah. Reasonable Doubt, Blueprint, College Dropout. Yay or nay? Yeah, I mean, you can't argue those three, though. Whew, that's a strong three. That's a straight yeah, Like, you can't. I'm not going to argue you down off of that. Like, if somebody was to say that, yo, this is my favorite, this is the top three. It may not be my exact top three, but I'm not going to sit here and debate it with you. Those are three classics. He just named three classics. <laughs> so, yeah, but did. Def Jam, oh, excuse me, Rockefeller has a couple of mini classics. He just picked three of them. Um, I'm kind of surprised he went with two hoves. I thought he was going to try to slight Jay a little bit and try to say like a Beanie album or something or whoever he still fuck with from The Rock. But he kept it a stack, went Reasonable Doubt, which is the baby, and it's the OG shit, Blueprint, which is the universal classic. And then Kanye, his man, that he's the one that he, he the one that believed in him. He go That's with his album. debut. So these yeah. make sense, dude. And I, I'm, I can't argue with that. It ain't like he said Memphis Bleak or something. If you had to take one of the J's off and put another Rockefeller artist on there, what would it be? I would take the Reasonable Doubt off. Uh-huh. And then maybe come home with me. Mm. If I don't want to do another Kanye, because that's a cheat code. If I'm, if I'm just yeah. going to do one from each person, each. I would just go with Come Home With Me or Diplomatic Immunity. Yeah, I would say Diplomatic Immunity. Facts. They got some heat, though, man. Like, mm. Rocket Man, listen. What that first that freeway? If I'm going to switch it up, one of those, that first Freeway album, I think. Oh, that Philadelphia Freeway banger. He had yeah. two He had two good albums on there. Real, the first two real, really, key. really solid albums. Real low-key. Young Young Guns first album was fire too. Mm, yeah, I ain't doing none of those beanies though. Even though they even though they fire though, he just down the line, man. That first one, that uh, first one was hard. The reason yeah, for sure. The, the truth, the truth, and the I mean the third one, the reason. 
And that was the second one. But the third one was fire too, though, with that I can feel it in the air. Yeah, the becoming, yeah. Shit. It was hard, man. It was hard. Yeah, Rockefeller, oh. Rockefeller run, man. It's, it's, we're not gonna see nothing like that ever, ever again. again. Kiss that goodbye. Ever, ever again. Hey man, much anticipated, much asked about. Uh, we threw the question out there. Y'all have spoken. Pac B sides, y'all are here for. So here we are. Uh Tupac, late great. You got Tupac on your in your top five? Yeah, top yes. Five. Yeah, I do too. I do absolutely. too. Um, so this was I had fun with this because how much did you take from after he died though? You kept yours pretty much within the scope of when the albums that came out when he was alive. I listened to the, the ones after he died just for context and make sure yeah. that I wasn't forgetting anything. Yep. Just maybe one or two songs. Okay. Cause I and, and that's forcing them in there too. Probably off the same project. But I don't know, because there's some heat. Like, like the only the problem is though, is that niggas stopped paying attention after when after he died, because number one, he's making the the songs were unfinished. So they had to put artists on there that he may or may not have done songs with had he yeah, been he alive. Definitely would not have done songs with you. <laughs> think, yeah, that he would not have done songs. And, with. and then two, the the it was either people he wouldn't have done songs with or people he would have done songs with that we don't want to hear, like the outlaws. So that was the only problem with a lot of his posthumous stuff. It's still him. Are you it's talking about like, pop shit. like give me an example of what you're talking about? Like, are you still down? Still all right? That song is banging about? though. Which one? I mean, I already still, still down. Got some heat on it. I'm talking about that's okay, but it that's wasn't like I mean, and it it just came out after All Eyes on Me, and it was a double CD. So like you, it, it, it kind of hit differently, especially because he was gone and this just didn't have as much heat as we were familiar with pop shit. Man. That's how I remember. Yeah, I mean, I these didn't bother me because yeah, I think was it uh 96 like we're in high school like we in like prime pop this is when our ears are like being molded to the shit that we like that's when all eyes on me and machiavelli came out in the same year so i'm i'm teen pop dude so even though he died nigga them talking about they finna release new music nigga i couldn't wait i'm i'm at the mixtape spot getting a little bootleg pop shit dude like i'm trying to get all of this on that shit they would so, redo the beats and things. I remember they, it was like Machiavelli up to number 17. Yes, I'm- yeah. <laughs> Facts. I used to buy all of that shit. So when niggas was like, yeah, it's a new double album, I just wanted to hear some pop. So it wasn't the best, but it wasn't as slow as people try to kind of make I it out to be. Other stuff is so good, though. That's the That's thing. That's true. Like that, that All Eyes on Me, Machiavelli, Me Against the World Run, like those three, like they're like, you yep. have to you you searching far and few in between to find a three album run like that, bro. Yeah, so I, I, I see what you're saying. Like we was in Pac mode, so we definitely consumed all this shit. I remember listening to Pac riding to my graduation, like that yeah. that better days. I, no, that wasn't the better days. It was uh, it might have been until the end of time. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It just came out around 2001 in yep. uh, May. So yeah, I that definitely was on it. I agree with you there. It just. It just wasn't as big because it felt, I guess, since he wasn't around. Yeah. Because he was around, made it bigger. You would always see Pocket was a spectacle when his albums came out. So maybe that was it, too. That's possible, man. But let's get to the um, let's get to the records, though. Give me give me what's what's one that you got. I'm, we're going to try to he's got so much material. Mm-hmm. We're going to try not to overlap, but um, we'll, we'll see what you got. I try to do this one because I well, 
first of all, I am embarrassed mm. that I didn't know this, where this came from being a big No Limit fan. Are you familiar with that soldier story? Do you know what I'm talking about? The song? Yeah, the Cain yeah. and Abel song. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I did not know they took that from Pop. I did, did I not know that? Bro, I did not know that. Because it's on the green CD. It's on the uh, yeah, it's on Am the, I My uh, Brother's Keeper. Apocalypse Now CD. Same oh, bars, damn. same beat, damn near, and everything. Like the same verse almost on the first verse. Damn. I didn't I know that. Know, I was embarrassed that I didn't know that. So that's my first sleeper. I was shocked that Soldier Story. Like when you go listen to that, you're going to be like, man, where I hear this song before? Yeah. And then he got the rap. And I'm like, dude, I know this. I'm rapping the words with him. And then I remember it's on that Kane A boy. Same title track, Soldier Story as well. So that's my first sleeper. Damn. I may be the only one that did not know that. And y'all may be laughing at me out there, but that's definitely, I was surprised doing my research listening for this, dude. You know, they love Pac, though. No limits. They, they, they t- in Pac inspired. Facts. That's how P got his name. What's your first one? Um, I'm going Machiavelli, which is my favorite Pac album. Not saying it's the best, because you could, that's, there's two other ones that you just said, a nice little three album run that can contest it. Mm-hmm. But this is my favorite, um, and I'm going against all odds. Mm. Um, when he's just he going at Nas, when he just just let emptied the clip, dude. It's the last song on the album. It, there's no way in hell you're not running the album back as soon as this ends. Um, talking big boy shit, Haitian Jack. Like this is the this is like the the song that you could make a whole documentary on, just off the people that he naming and the beefs and everything, dude. It's, it is a super duper fire ass song. It sucks that he wasn't here to kind of um, kind of explain it and lean more into it. But it's one of my favorite songs on a classic album. Against all odds, up in the studio, getting blowed to the realest shit I ever wrote. Wrote against all odds. Oof. Damn, that was fire! I remember when that came out, boy. It was different. Show was different. The next one for me is gonna be off of um, Me Against the World. Okay. And it has a similar, well, no, I ain't going to go with that one. It's that young niggas on me against the world. Yeah. I used to sleep on that heavy at first and just play like the hits off of me against the world. Uh, uh, Dear Mamas, the, the, uh, all the other stuff that was banging off that album. And one day my mom used to listen to this album. And one mm-hmm. day she was letting it ride, listening to this. And I stuck to it. But that young niggas is fire. It's a lot of shit on that. It's a lot Man, of shit on that album. It's probably man. one of my favorite albums, dog. That, that Me Against the World, just uh, researching and going back, listening to this, you be forgetting, because I spread out my Pac listening. I don't listen to Pac a lot. Right. And you go back and get back in his bag, you be like, God damn. Yeah. Yeesh. And, and and my next one is off of that album, too. Mm-hmm. And this is probably my favorite Pac verse. One of my favorite Pac verses, probably top three. That Death Around the Corner. Mm. That second verse, yeah. man, dog. Yes. Hey, man, y'all. I don't know how long it's been. It's probably been a minute since y'all done ran that bag of death around the corner. I see death around the corner. The pressure's getting to me. I no longer trust my homies and phonies. Tried to do me smoking too much weed. Got me paranoid, stressed. Pack a gat and a vest under my clothes when I dress, dude. That verse, man. Please. And then you gotta listen. Like, see. You saw the documentary. Like, I, I don't know who done made Mr. Resurrection documentary or not, but he said something in there that was super dope. He talked mm-hmm. about how, like, 
he like, nigga, listen to what I'm saying. Like when I say I feel like I'm hopeless, like he like somebody out there feels like they like the way I say it, they like the cadence. He said, but there's somebody else out there that's actually hopeless, nigga, and they hear what I'm saying and they can resonate. So when you hear a verse like this, it speaks to that dude. Like it, even if I did die young, who cares? All I ever got was me, mugs, and cold stairs. Got homies in my head that just passed away screaming, please, young nigga, make G's. Bro, I can't give up, although I'm hopeless. Man, like you have to, like, dude, I know niggas don't like to give them props for lyrics and shit, but like on the poetic tip, like, dude, got that. Well, even lyrics, it just ain't. And that's what I was noticing going back and listening to these songs that as one, I don't know as many rap songs as I like today. So when I'm listening to the new shit, I can't just put it on and go word for word. With That's it. a fact. I but ain't memorized the, a song in 10 years. Man, I, I don't know the last song I memorized. You're right. However, having these songs memorized, it just ain't rapidly rap. It's still lyrical, though. Like you yeah. said, it's poetic, but it's still as descriptive. You still feel it the same, especially... Like you were just explaining, if you that nigga that was hopeless, mm-hmm. like it hits you different from a nigga going lyrical, miracle, rapidly rap on you, like, oh man, that was a cool line. Nah, nigga, this 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 hit different. It's life. Spacks. Yeah. Speaking of life and hitting different, Pac used to get in his bag on the homies, the homeboy songs. For me, my next one is off all eyes on me. The second, no, the first this life goes on. <laughs> How many brothers feel victims? <laughs> I used to have that on repeat. I, I, I like sad songs. Sad songs is the thing for me. So this one right here. Yeah. Pac yeah. put his foot in now. And I mean, and that's this a, might be one of my top 10 Pac songs of all time. Like it's how hard this song is to me. And that's a beast. Um, and that's the thing. Pac, a lot of the Pac, you want to talk about beast, his B-side catalog, like no video, no single, like his yeah, shit. on the album. Bro, like it's up there with anybody's. Facts. Like, yeah, I'm talking about he got a ton of them. Picture a Pac B side show. Oh Man, God. niggas be in there crying, nigga. Like, <laughs> niggas be crying like a Michael Jackson show, bro. Facts. Damn, boy. <laughs> um, what you got next? My third one. This is somewhat obscure, but I feel like people are familiar with this because this was on the um gang related soundtrack but it's mm. staring at the world through my rear view mm. um super dope song it's sampled that Aaron and air in the air tonight by phil mm. collins um it's a very dope song they re-released it on the resurrection soundtrack as well um staring at the world through my rear view going baby scream to god he can't hear you my heart beating fast now it's time to die Ooh. <laughs> anyway um mid-tempo with the sample and him just spitting like super raw super real lyrics it just it's Pac at his finest man like I, I like the high energy Pac too the angry Pac I'm here for that too but this right here like the introspective shit it, I, nobody was doing it better in my opinion at the time yeah nobody did angry better either like like right <laughs> angry Pac was right there with it man and that's what on the angry Pac tip I go back to all eyes on me and it's uh that highlight me Mm. They come in saying, niggas out there jealous yes. we be bailing with their fro, man. <laughs> he was killing that. And I always, in my head, I don't know if this is true or not. I don't know if I heard this somewhere. What? I always feel like he was talking to Big on here. Like this was an additional mm. undertone Biggie Small disc. Like if you just listen to it and think about he talking to Big, you could maybe make it apply. But I always thought that this was like a little sneak Big disc. 
And it mm. always made me like it even more. But that holler at me, man, that's my shit. When that, when she come on singing, yeah, uh-huh. that killed it. I can't believe nobody ain't like double back on these songs yet and recreating them in some way, like we talking about with that soldier store. People do. I mean, because people take the uh, picture me rolling. Like they flip that. You know what I'm saying? They kind of flip the usual joints. But these niggas sleeping on every last one of these we naming. Yes. Um. I'm going, it's a little bit of a cheat code because what would my list be without a cheat code? Hmm. I'm going Thug Love, Bone featuring Pop. Oh my God, stop. Dude. Stop. That's a B-side, dude. It's like saying Notorious Thugs. They had a video for this and everything. Really? Yeah, it was definitely a video for this. Man, I gotta get the fuck. I ain't no way. It's definitely a Notorious Thugs video. Pac wasn't in it, though. Like, he was dead. It was how he paid. But I think they tried to pull that off. Wow. You see it? Yeah, they definitely I got to look that up. Fuck that. I don't remember <laughs> that, dude. Thug Love. They try to pull that Thug Love video off, man. I'm telling you. Hold on. And, and look, though, and this ain't even, I'll be, I, this is, like you said, this was Angry Pac. So, like, this ain't even necessarily, like, lyrically the best Pac verse, but, like, the energy behind it yeah, and what he was like saying, and you could tell he that was... he meant what the fuck he was saying. And when you mix that with, like, the menacing, the beat and the, the gunshots, Man, yeah. nigga. it was like eight bars. He murdered all eight of those bars through real quick verse. I may be wrong. I don't see the video now. Yeah, see what I'm that. saying? You made that up. Made me feel. I definitely thought I seen that. Maybe it was uh one of those butterfly effect things, and then I, <laughs> just like the Berenstein Bears. <laughs> I, I seen that video somewhere. Uh, do I have another one? Yeah, for sure. Come on. Oh, okay, let's do this. If I'm gonna do the other one, I'll go to the one. Um, mm, damn. Yeah, okay. Machiavelli. I gotta take one on Machiavelli. And that's that crazy. Time goes by sipping all that. That that right there. I know we first came down here. We met our homeboy JB. Yeah. Shout and out he was guy. talking about that. He said, he said, Man, bro, I was locked up, bro. They this came on, man. Niggas was in there crying, bro. You I know how you tell stories. I believe it, bro. He said, Man, niggas had that crazy on repeat, and they was in there crying in jail. Behind that park. So that, that song right there always stood out to me. And I like that's my favorite version of pop right there. That type of song, White Man's World, all in that bag. That was my favorite version of them. So yeah, and and again, that's probably one of my favorite. I, that's one of the first albums. That was 96. That was one of the first albums. Like I was just like, nigga, this shit is incredible. Like, nigga, I was blown the fuck away. And again, it's like freshman high school time. So this is when like you really like starting to figure out what it is that you into and shit. And so I, I, I wore that goddamn CD all the way out, dude. That shit. God, I, I love that damn album. Um, and if I had to go songs like going back to that album songs, like I used to skip the shit out of uh, to live and die in LA. What? But now listening. I mean, it was the single, you know how it was. Back you skip really toss it up. That's what you skip. I'm not even toss it up. Ooh, Casey, baby. Ooh, don't want your lady. Fuck Casey no. was ripping that. That's on some slop. Casey was ripping that. However, yeah, I used to skip that living down in LA, but now I appreciate it a lot more. Like I said, when I go back and listen to this, maybe because I don't listen to it as much, but how about straight through? That whole Machiavelli just said, ain't breaking news or anything, but straight through. California Love Part Two without gas, Dr. Dre. <laughs> That was so Pac was the best at the little the talking in the background ad libs. <laughs> if you really paid attention to it, so especially on that uh, 
especially on that uh the one I put that against all odds, them the ad libs and that funny. I had a homeboy. Well, you know, Poe, to the for people sure. that's listening, don't I promise you for at least three, maybe four years, he only listened to Tupac. I swear to God. I ain't mad like, at that though. Nothing else. Like straight, like, like he didn't even know any other music, bro. It was all Tupac. What year are we talking though? What was out? Uh, Where have we got to? This was probably like right at the beginning. He was hesitant, like biting on P. Mm-hmm. And like right at the beginning of P. Like, you know yeah. that transitional period in our in Nashville where like Pac had just died and it was maybe like some local people that you knew, and then yeah. P was going strong and, and gaining the buzz he was still on the pop yeah it's all pop even when like p like, like nah, i ain't you listen to this master p there's no limit soldier shit nah fuck that i want to pop. <laughs> like at least he was he was at least a year and a half late on p because all he listened to was tupac 100 <laughs> percent. fair enough man if i had to go one more um i'll go like a sleeper cut a deep one uh on that first posthumous album that uh, Are You Still Down, the mm. very last song on this too is called Only Fear of Death. Man, I really like that song, man. My Only Fear of Death is coming back reincarnated. Like, it's it's like a dark, and it's kind of eerie that this was his first album that happened after he died. Like, it's real, like, haunting. It's, got, it's a super dope song, though. He's spitting on there. Um, kind of chopped and screwed his voice a little bit on certain parts. It's it's really dope, and it just showed his range. And I I, I remember when this came out, I was like, damn, this nigga got a whole double CD in the in the clip. I was like, god damn, only for him to drop like FOMO double FOMO CD. double CDs. <laughs> I like, man, god, oh, shit, you damn. ain't heard before too, bro. Pac Pac was a machine when it came to these songs, so he was churning them out, and so that that's one of my favorite sleeper. Like deep cut Pac joints, man. Only fear of death. So on disc two of that, are you still down, man? Which is a which was an okay album. Don't get me wrong, the album is just just okay. But that that one stuck out to me though. Man, I thought for sure you were gonna do that one that you fuck with. I felt uh, what album is that on, man? It's on oh. that uh, Better Days. That baby, there you go. <laughs> oh, let me see. Which one? Oh, yeah, um, there you go with the the EDI mean them niggas blow it. Of course, but when, when do that, they not? I, I thought that there you go, you was gonna fuck with. <laughs> oh, with Jazzy Faye. Mm-hmm. That's all. I mean, I fuck with that song too, though. But there's more. There's some heat on there that they don't give a fuck about us. They don't give a yeah, fuck about us. Uh, when I choose to run, that's that one. <laughs> now they give a fuck about us. And just to throw another one on there, that breathing. Oh, that's my uh, shit. Until the end of time. That's my <laughs> shit. That's one of those possibles when it's you like, oh, okay, shit. That's my, Where was that's my shit. Yeah. That, hey, be the last motherfucker breathing. That's what I was listening to on my way to my high school graduation. Give me your reason. Yeah. I, I want to know, man. Y'all let us know some of y'all pox sleepers. Like a nigga could have went with picture me rolling. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, we look, we know those. Throw some, oh. throw some B-sides that everybody ain't talking about, man. Yeah, give us five. Give us five good ones, man. Picture me rolling. Only God can judge me. A yeah, like, like, we know. Yeah, Hit us with it, it, I'm man. here for those two. Let's be Absolutely. very clear. <laughs> uh, but let us know what y'all think, man. Give us y'all Pac B-sides. I thought about the Biggie B-side. That's going to be kind of tough, dude. I ain't going to lie. Why? Because everything's a B-side? Well, no, nah, because he got two albums. Well... I mean, I mean, I know, I know it's a double disc, but damn, yeah, that's rough. 
Hmm. We got to think about that one. Interesting. I know. I mean, he he, he needs his just due, but you're right. He does. That's a fact. Maybe Let's be clear. The the, the respect need to be put on his name, but I, I just don't know. Interesting. That makes sense. Let us know, man. Yeah, uh, let us know us how we figure that big one out. Yeah, should we run with the big? I, like, yeah, you got three albums. You wildin'. Uh, like we just gotta. Yeah, that seventies duet on there. I ain't put none on that Biggie duets on. Duets. <laughs> ain't no way in the world is anything from that Biggie. There's a couple songs on that though. It's a couple songs of that dude. No, you probably just like the song with Nelly because it's Nelly. The song with Nelly was all right if I remember. But no, nah, the song with uh Game on there, you ripping it. There's a song with Game on there. Facts. I gotta run that back then. It's the Biggie duets, <laughs> and it's another one where he was talking. Uh, who is it? It's a it ain't that many one. songs in there you like, dude. That's a bad motherfucker on there where he was talking about. Uh, I was born filthy. Where he talking about he drunk Hennessy from his mama breast. That one, that verse right there, but it's on a slow down hard ass beat. I gotta run it back. Are you sure that song is that on Born Again or is it on a Biggie Duets? No, nah, it's on that Biggie Duets with the red. It had the red with the crown and shit on there, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that ain't no way you you listen to that more than anybody. That's crazy. <laughs> Jay um, Ho probably showed me those songs. Hey, that that's true. He definitely put you on that shit, but, man. We got some wins or some losses. Your man Bob popped out, showed his face with a new TED Talk freestyle. Addressing the flat earth deniers, man, the people that went at him for his flat earth claims back in 2016. Uh, this a winner loss for Mr. B.O.B. It's a big dog L. My nigga, let it go. That's even awesome. if the word even, oh. <laughs> even if the earth is flat, bro, you gotta put a better song out saying it. And it's like the freestyle, some slow, the thought process, some slow. Like it's just come on, come on. Trying, trying to def- he tried to blame that for like his career falling off. And I would love for him to go into more detail to see how serious he is about that claim, or was he just doing this for the song? Like, did he really think that affected his career? Was it that big of a deal? It was. It was pretty. It was somewhat of a big deal, but it wasn't canceling big. Like he was on some. He was on Kyrie type of time. Without Kyrie type of talent, or bread, or bread. (laughs) So so you can't really be on Kyrie time. So. Um, next up, man, winner lost to Russ being the first rapper, rapper, excuse me, first solo rapper to perform at the pyramids in Egypt. Um, I think we're going to start putting this in front of everything. That's a L first rapper to perform in front of a football team. First rapper to perform here. Like this soldier boy. got nigga Yeah. Like, I, don't, I mean, I don't think this is a big deal. I get the pyramids in Egypt are a big deal. I just feel like it's Russ. Like that's hating because it's a big deal. Nah, that's nah. Listen, the first and it looked dope as fuck. It did look fire though. That was fire. Look, you got the pyramids in the background and shit. That shit looks crazy. Is I want to go to over there? Who is, he, is that? His descent? Like, is that what his heritage is? Oh, I have no idea. Hmm. <laughs> is he Egyptian? <laughs> I, I didn't Let me find idea. out. Rush Egyptian, dude. <laughs> People still Egyptian. Is, what the fuck? That he probably is. Uh, um, one more man, win or loss, your man Gucci Man. He is headlining a new festival down here coming up soon. Vote Atlanta or oh, vote Atlanta. Atlanta, I should say. He's headlining a voting festival, man. It's a win or loss for Gucci. It's a big W, man. Like I you I seen Jeezy shaking Barack hand the other day, too. And That's the story crazy. behind that, you know, they said he they wouldn't even let him in the White House when he had the president's black song. 
because of his uh, record. So that was pretty oh, wow. dope to see him shaking Barack's hand and it coming full circle. And this too, uh, just seeing Gucci in a different light than he used to be seen in goes a long way for hip hop. I like seeing him out encouraging people to vote, people having faith in him to get these type of messages across. I'm I'm really proud of the growth that Gucci Man has shown. So this is dope. Yeah, no, that's a win. Um, you, I wouldn't have had this on my 2022 bingo card. You no, know, Glorilla was down that other day at the vote. She doing yeah. some political. They, shit? They've been doing this for like a week. Like Glorilla, it was like meet and greet with Glorilla. Come vote, and she'll be there at the polls. Ain't it loud? <laughs> nigga, that budget crazy, nigga. Yeah, First of all, I'm seeing commercials every day. Yeah, Stacey Abrams breaking the bank, buddy. All of them breaking the nigga Herschel Walker spinning bread. Nigga, all of these niggas is breaking bread. And I, I'm not mad at it, man. Get your money, man. Do the meet and greet. Get that check. Get the fuck out of there. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Like encouraging people to be a part of the community and actually participate is dope. I like True. that part of it. Um, like on Decker of the Week, man, we're taking it to Instagram. Shout out to YDK underscore Vaughn. Um, he left a comment under the Little Baby um, album review that we did a couple of weeks ago. He said, man, the album is some mid, except for the joint with Friday. He said, and Ye yeah, is fighting the biggest people in the world right now. We need to be with him and not against him. Mm. He put the quote, when shit hits the fan, is you still a fan? Mm. I see you, Vaughn. We ride for Ye. Let's stand. We stand with Ye. Let's I don't go. Know about all of that. Yes. I do respect Tom. I, 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 ain't, I ain't. We can get into that for another day, but. Are you yeah, not, you, so you, you're not for thing. or against what he got going on? You kind of like just peeping the scene. Yeah, like I ain't. Yeah, I'm not. Def, I'm not in support of Kanye West at all. I don't want that to get confused. However, I do agree with what that commenter said that there are a lot of good points being brought to to the main to the table that should be focused on versus canceling or not canceling or defending or not defending Kanye West. I can give a fuck about Kanye West, but I do yeah. think he brought up some great points and he had some awful ones as well. Yeah, he's a mix. See how man. easy that was, people. Yeah. It was really easy. Balance. You ain't got to pick a side. You ain't got to die on a hill. It can be both, dude. That's true. It is very true. Yes. Um, but shout out to Vaughn. We appreciate the comment, bro. Um, give me something to put on, man. Or put me on something, I should say. My put on is coming from a podcast this week. I got a tweet from my guy 718DEV813. I think that has something to do with a couple of area codes, but I'm not sure. He's in Tampa. Okay. He said, man, have you listened to that El Chapo cast yet, Lou? Because it is fire. The name I've of heard it about that. Yeah, the name of it is Surviving El Chapo. And it's yep. about these two twins who um, essentially snitched on El Chapo. But they're telling the story. And 50 Cent is producing this, which I was shocked by. I didn't know any of that going in. I just went off my good brother's suggestion here because uh, he listens to the show and has a feel for what we like. So I checked it out. I'm two episodes in and it is fire. Like yeah. it is absolutely fire. The dudes that they are interviewing about the whole process, little Mexican twins that was kingpins are doing a fantastic job at behind the scenes shit. So this is a dope podcast. It's called Surviving El Chapo. Yeah, shout out to my guy L. He sent that to me too. Said it was fire. Fifty talked about this on Breakfast Club. He yeah. ran, he met. They asked him how he met the twins or how he built the relationship, and he mm -hmm. told a story about. Someone in Young Buck's entourage, who, if you're from Nashville, you know who, got robbed for their G-Unit chain in Chicago. 
Mm. And he got linked. It's in the chain made its way to these twins, and these twins got with Fifty, and that's how they built the relationship. Um, so <laughs> that's funny as hell. They <laughs> said he I, was. I just, remember Fifty said something about that on the beginning of it. He likes. Yeah. He referred to the person as a dumbass for going in the projects was Cabrina Green. And he said yeah. the police on the beginning of the podcast, like the police don't even go in there, but this dumbass nigga was in there with, 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 with the ice on the chain on. So you know how that went. Yeah. Um, What's your put on? Um, I'm gonna go this week. I, I don't know if this person is taking this on the road, but Rick Ross is at the symphony on Friday. Mm. I'm in the building. I don't know if he's going to take this on the road, but I'm going to let everybody know if it's worth it in case he does take this to another city near you. So therefore, you don't have to waste your time if it's not good. But Ross is performing with the symphony on Friday here in the A. I'm pulling up, man. I have a I have a review for it next week. Tell y'all if it's worth it or not. That sounds pretty cool, man. I might get some last minute ticket prices reasonable. Yeah, hell yeah. Pandemic charge. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, that was definitely reasonable, and I've I've seen something like this similar in uh, Nashville. Nelly was yeah, uh, had this Nelly. symphony. I remember you went to that. Yeah, I and I went to that. That one was okay, right? Yeah, I mean it was Nelly, it was so it can only be so but so good. Oh, you gonna hate? <laughs> no, you gonna hate on old Nelly. There's a ceiling on how Nelly. good that can be because it's Nelly, but no, nah, it was definitely entertaining though. Stop! Stop it! I'm looking forward to it, man. Shout out to Rose. Yeah, um, Ross make that kind of music that trans that should translate well. That's what I'm saying. That cinematic type joint, man. The Justice yeah. League shit. It should sound good in there, man. I'm I'm actually excited for it. If it's some slaw, I'm gonna be let the fuck down. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. but again, man, appreciate y'all tapping in. As always, the on deck TV show. Make sure to go to YouTube, leave a comment, give us your top five or top five favorite pop B-sides. And should we do the big? We may do the big. Let us know we're going to do the big. Um, of course, the Drake and the 21 Savage is supposed to come out Friday. So we'll likely have a review if that ever, if that does drop. But if not, man, we go biggie with it for sure. Hopefully it ain't all singy sing songs. And it's Hopefully rap, it man. is, actually. God, <laughs> no. Please, God, no. It's the On Deck TV show. I am Spike Lou. AB, yep. peace out. Holla.